tuned into the King's Table. Praise God on this uh, Tuesday morning, the 26th of July. I have with me all the way from Mike Manteca, California, Apostle uh, Dr. Apostle Baker with us today. And she's going to be my guest. We're going to get into uh, out of uh, uh, some things about uh, about what, what you're saying, the origin of things that we say, and, and the detriment of saying the wrong things, and where the where do the wrong things come from? And we're going to talk about that out of uh, Matthew chapter 15. And then I'm going to uh, uh, first of all, I'm going to uh, open this up correctly, but I'm going to give a little background of what was being said in the original. Uh, 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 what I would say. Uh, the creation of man and what was his mandated speech and what was he, what kind of speech was he having with between him and the father and how polluted, how contaminated and how dangerous the speech is that we have since the fall and how dangerous and how deep uh, humanity was marred when man fell. And we're still recovering from the fall. Uh, some people haven't recovered from the fall at all. In terms of the way they preach to God, they still preach that we're sinners saved by grace, and they're still falling. Their their theology's falling, their speech is falling. They still don't believe that the cross settled settled every issue. So the day we're going to get into, uh, I've got someone that I've known for forty years, at least forty years, and uh, uh, we've become. Uh, and, and I wanted to sing, but I won't do it today. Because then I'll have something for you to come back next week when I do my song called Inseparable. I can get down too, but I'm not going to do it today. Uh, uh, Father, we thank you and we praise you. We honor you for the moment that we have. Know that delays do not mean denials. And uh, these things that happen sometimes happen so that we can still ourselves and put a deeper trust in you. So we, we, we give this service, this time, our, our, our time of releasing the kingdom message today, totally into the hands of the governor, Holy Spirit. And this meeting is now in session and the honorable Holy Spirit now will reside over our, over our, our speech and the things we're gonna talk about. Now, I, I've been, uh, I'm gonna read out of John to set something in order here and then I'm I'm gonna release Dr. Baker. Then I want to. Then I'll come back because we got an hour or more. It's, we'll take as long as it takes for us to communicate this. But I want us to talk about some things. So let me go back. Uh, matter of fact, let me start in Genesis first, since I mentioned that. Uh, uh, what what it means uh, uh, about saying the right things and and not having duality. I, I hear a lot of duality. I hear some intellect, and then I hear spirit. And they don't mingle. Intellect and spirit don't mingle when you're when we're talking about the kingdom of God. Uh, uh, God's not waiting for us to bring back any human culture back to the earth. Uh, he said, "Thy kingdom come, that will be done." And so everything that we need has to come from His mind. He said, "Let this mind be in you." So let me, before I say anything, let me let me introduce you to my uh, to Doctor Baker, to Apostle Baker. Excuse me. To your sister, your only sister. To your sister, your only sister. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to put that as a part of it. When I'm on your program, you'll be running things. But you, this is my program today, and I'll be running things. Okay, thank you very much. Hallelujah. 
All right, now behave yourself. Let me do this thing. As I was saying, I'm really I'm going to be <laughs> to this beautiful woman of God. And I just say hello to the people, Dr. Baker. They already know who you are. Praise God. Hello, people. See, I'm, obey I'm obedient. Hello, people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, glory to God. What I'm going to say here is this, and then we'll uh, then I'll, I'll show you how we gotten off. And then I want you to direct this back on the path of righteousness in terms of our how we First of all, how we receive things, and then after receiving, whether it's good or bad, what we say, what we say that can perpetuate the problem or dis or cause the problem to dissipate. And it's all death and life are in the power of our tongues. Death and life. It didn't say, I hear, I hear a lot of people saying life and death, but that's not true. Death comes first. Because you can't experience life until all them dead things you got to say are in the, are, are are done away with. So the new thing that God's trying to get you to say has preeminent. Let me move on. And so the spirit of man, now watch this, uh, is being expressed by our soul. This is where the oneness comes in. Is this is why our speech and heaven speech must be synonymous. In other words. The spirit is, is, is being and the soul is the expression. In other words, the spirit was the source of the soul's expression. And the soul expressed perfectly the nature of the spirit. That's what it means that we be at one with God. He said, Father, I pray that they be one as we're one. Yeah, you know, that prayer. And God's prayers always are answered. Uh, and they were set together to dwell in one body. That's why the man of God, even though they were two uh, in two parts, but they still represented because their soul and their spirit had the same expression. It wasn't a soulish expression and a, and a, and a spiritual expression. The, the soul actually was a complete replica of what the soul was saying in expressing God's will in the earth. And the enemy came in and contaminated that. Now, I'm not going to go any further than that. But I want to go here to Matthew. Now, let's read and see what, look what happened after all that stuff happened when man lost the expression and gave credence to the expression of his soul without the unity of, the, of his spirit being the source of that expression. And an outside source came in and man spoke outside of the unity of the father. And he spoke out of his soulish realm before he could partake of the tree of life. And it says, uh, watch this. It says, not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, uh, a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth the man. Then came his disciples and said unto him, knowest thou, th knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? Uh, you know, they got offended by the truth. And this is what Jesus responds to us. But he answered and said, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted shall be rooted up. Are you hearing this thing? And so there, there, there are a lot of things people are saying it must be rooted up. They've been, they've been planted in systems. Watch them. He said, let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into a ditch. Then answered Peter and said, Lord, uh, unto him declare unto us this parable and jesus said are you not you are also yet without understanding 
Do you not understand that whatever entereth into the mouth goeth into the belly and cast out into the drought? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceedeth evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. And these are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashing hands defileth not a man. Now, I have one more scripture because it deals with the man and the woman uh, or the male and female being one voice that one would lead the father and mother and cleave unto the wife. And it says it this way in Isaiah 45, 10. Hearken, O daughter, and consider and incline thy ear. Forget thine own people in thy father's house. In other words, what he was saying, once I bring you into my house, you can't be talking to me about what mama said. You can't be talking about what you're natural. You must, the word of God must have preeminence. Come on, somebody. Uh, in our speech and uh, the way we look going, I'm going to lose you now because I know this is where you're working at right now. So I want you to, because uh, uh, because there's some things that are said here that I, that I want us to really understand. He says, out of the mouth comes uh, uh, evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, and blasphemy. They don't come from outside. They come from what's in the heart. They don't come from the white or black. That had nothing to do with what you say. It has what you said was in your heart response to what happened to you. Now, I want you to take this a little further. And why we have such a regression in the house of God in terms of interpersonal relationships based on wrong things being said. Okay. Hello, everybody, again. Romans 10, it really gives us an understanding of some things. We have said things in the kingdom. We in the body of Christ have said things that have nothing to do with where we are and where we're going. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, just as the apostle said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will bring forth what it brings forth. We're talking about out of the belly, out of the, you know, people say a lot of times, I said that, but I didn't really mean it. I didn't really mean it. They lied. They did. Okay. Because they have meditated on those things. People do and say what they do and say because they believe what they believe. All of these so-called slips and things that come out of your mouth. What happens is this. Uh, you have when we don't exercise our brain and our ability to put that to allow the neuroplasticities of our brain to expand by the spirit of God. Do you understand the only thing that can expand it, the only thing that can give us the wisdom and the understanding that we need to be able to think on those things? You know, when God told us to work out our soul salvation to work that thing out that thing people say well your soul can't be saved listen he says work out your soul salvation in other words put that under 
put that into the place where it is submitted to the spirit of God. And if we don't do that, then we will be doing what they were doing uh, uh, here in Romans 10. We run from Romans to we run to Romans 10 to say, repeat this prayer, which actually means nothing. But when you go from 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 the very beginning all the way through, what it is is telling these these people, these Jewish people, these people, he starts out talking about how he uh, longs for his people that they would be saved. But then he goes through all of these unbeliefs and all of these mixtures as the apostle was just talking about. And when we do that, what happens is this, we mix up our thoughts. And so therefore our mouths speak things that our mouths should not speak out of the abundance, out of the anger, out of the bitterness, out of the bigotry, out of the prejudice, out of all of those different things, self-pride, arrogance, uh, intellect, intellect. Now I have, I have three earthly degrees, almost a fourth, but I'm not really, uh, uh, whatever. Anyway, I have three earthly degrees, PhDs, almost a fourth, a PsyD. That has to be strained to find out what part of that came from the throne. Find out what part of that I can use and what part I can't. The thing is, is that we allow our mouths, we allow this natural system. Here's, here's what it is. And we start to speak this. We speak and we sound like we're so, we're so brilliant. I mean, we bring forth all of these things, the plan to build this, the plan to build this and how to do this with people and how to do this. And God made us a corporate people, but he also made us an individual people that is supposed to look like him, that is supposed to look like Jesus. And if we're not doing this, if we're not finding out what, is by spending this time by being in that room we talk about i'm seated in heavenly places in christ jesus and here it is you act like here it is you came and you sat your behind in him and i don't know how you mixed in him but you sat on his lap it is not about a lap it's about an intertwining because he says let this mind let this mind when this mind that was in christ jesus is in us then there is a difference in operation and there is a difference in speech. Death, we start to, as Apostle was talking, we start to speak death to those things that we would normally, that when in that normalcy, that we would normally do. And then we say stupid things like, well, I'm only human. Remember, we're still human and we're growing and we're growing and we're progressing. When are we going to progress? When are you, when am I going to progress out of that ditch that we have been in, that our tongues have put us in? It's because we have not put a death to feeling sorry for ourselves, uh, 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 blaming somebody from the past, uh, uh, making excuses, lying, and things of this nature. When we speak death Did to the lion, lion. Okay, I just checked it. Lion. Okay, and that's what it is. It's nasty. <laughs> it is a nasty thing because it's not just oh, I told you lie. You say God, Lord. When we uh, uh, oh, Jesus is Lord. Yeah, Lord, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. And it's because you don't even know what Lord is. Lord means owner. He's owner 
of this tongue. I submit this tongue to him. So what comes out of this tongue must be the life because I have put to death everything that did not look like him. I am constantly putting to death. The thought comes and I, I think twice before I allow those thoughts to come out of my mouth. Excuse me, sister. Excuse me. Do you have an attitude? Uh-huh. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> You know, I look at God's people. <clears throat> I look at those that say they're called by his name. And because we have not humbled ourselves, okay, and sought what it is that he has to say and see, to see, as the watchman says, I stand on my watch to see what he will say to me, to see through what it is that I hear. The pictures that we have, the pictures that are planted, the pictures that are there are pictures of destruction. And so what happens is this, Apostle Cal, is that the people start speaking the destruction rather than allowing the mind of Christ to be in us. And then we go into this religious thing and we talk the talk. We don't talk it in our own mirror. We don't talk it in our own house. We don't talk it in those places to ourselves. This is what a part of that building up ourselves, our most selves and our most holy faith and praying in the spirit and doing these different types of things is because we need to build up this faith, the faith of God. We need to build up and start to lean on this faith of God so that when we do speak, we're not speaking death to what he intends for life to be. We're speaking death to those things that do not look like him. Okay, let, let me slow you down a minute. Let me get in here a minute. My okay. God, like a machine gun. Let me get up in here. <laughs> <laughs> it runs in our family, you know. <laughs> let me get in here just a minute. And God's original intention was that uh, in the creation of man, we have to go back sometimes and look at what God's intentions was was the spirit was the Lord over the body and the soul was one with the spirit. And they were kings in, in a queen presentation of reigning together in a joint dominion over the work of father's hand in which they tabernacle. But God saw their body in union with the heavens uh, 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 mandate for them to have dominion. They had to be saying the same thing that heaven was saying. And heaven didn't borrow any human culture. When, when Jesus was teaching them, he mentioned something that I thought was very interesting. He said, teach us how to do this like John the Baptist taught them. He said, oh, no, 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 guys. I'm not going to teach you like John the Baptist. He was the last of the Old Testament uh, prophets. And I'm not, I'm not coming from there. Uh, you have to pray this way now. Thy kingdom come. Not no more of this natural thing you guys been putting people in bondage of. So your speech has to represent the culture of where you come from. When I lived in Japan, I had to learn uh, Nihonjin. I had to learn Japanese. I had to learn a little bit of kanji. I had to learn the culture to be able to, uh, and many of us are in the, in, the, in the United States, and we're still speaking that stuff that binds us up with some of the things you're talking about. We can't seem to get free because out of our heart, I, I read it again. I just wanted to get back on point here. Uh, out of the mouth, not outside you, out of your heart come, oh, let's read it. Uh, evil, murders, adulteries, 
fornication, theft. Now, what I let me let me let me put this. Sometimes what we say steals away God's purpose that He had for you if you had would have said what He told you to say. And so you you become a thief of your own destiny. What does fornication and adultery mean? That means you allow your soul to marry your flesh and you divorced your spirit. And so when that happens, that's called adultery. When you're when you know you're born again, but yet you're letting your flesh lead you everywhere you go and you're letting your flesh speak for you and you got all this ugly talk out of your mouth that you know didn't come out the kingdom of God. You are committing fornications and adultery because you're sleeping with another man. You're sleeping with your flesh man rather than with the spirit man being in sync with your soul man. And we we walked away. We don't we say what we want to now in the New Testament church. So I want you to get back on this thing. How how much damage is being done by us not being careful of what we're saying? You know, I mentioned the word liars, and I said we have been people have been liars. But just look at this. When we speak, the Bible says, let God be what? Let him be the truth, right? And let every man be a liar, okay? Anytime we speak. Come on. He did not say. That's a lie. And then if it's if it's perpetrated, if it's a continuum, then we become liars. We become liars because this is not what he said. And then what happens, just as what you just talked about, the soulish man that was supposed to have divorced and, 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 and wiped out and killed that, that, that demonic daddy, that demonic sex partner, that demonic uh, uh, influence, that demonic seed, What's happening is this. You're saying, you know what? I've been married to this one. Now I'm going to divorce what God is saying. And I'm going to go back and marry this one again. And that's right. I'm going to go back and marry this and be married to this again. And you can't keep going back and forth, going back and forth. It is not like... like it was with with Hosea. We are not trying to be Hosea. We act like we can still be that. But this is something that he is saying. When you don't say what I say, and then you lying on me, and God told me this. Well, God told me this, and, and he said this. Well, can you find this in the word? Can you Can you find this in God's word? Can you find this in his written word? Well, no, I have an understanding of this because... I have studied Aramaic, I've studied Greek, I've studied Hebrew, I've gotten all of this understanding, all of the depth of whatever it is, I've gotten my own revelation. And he says that his word is of no private interpretation. That's correct. See, And these are the things that are happening. So what we have is spewing these lies. Here it is. We uh, Preach with no anointing, preach with no anointing, excitement, but no anointing, no able to destroy the yokes, no this. Then we get a miracle happen, some miracle or whatever it is happens. The only thing that has happened is the adversary says, now I'm going to start doing blind, uh, 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 false and lying uh, uh, miracles. He just steps back. He's the one that uh, uh, put that thing on somebody in the first place. He just steps back and allows you to continue to walk in a way that you think is right and out of your mouth is spewing nothing but 
lies. And so in other words, in other words, death and life are in the power. That is an eternal principle that we've forgotten about. And that man must live by what? Every word that proceeded by the mouth of God. And that alone, and that alone, and that alone, and that alone brings life. No other words bring life. That those are like those are words of death. We call them word curses. Some people word curse themselves every day. I ain't nothing because my parents said I ain't nothing. I'm never going to have nothing. Look at look at my bank account. I don't have nothing now. That means you're you're evaluating yourself on what you've accomplished rather than evaluating yourself on what he's accomplished for you. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. speak from that place of lack or what we see with our natural eye. And you said a moment ago that Jesus only did what he saw. And the watchman, you know, speaks out of what he's seeing. And if he hadn't seen anything, then he shouldn't be saying anything. Because if he says something that he didn't see, he's a liar. That's what you just told me. That's he's right. lying because he's he's saying he can see and basically still saying the same things he said before he got saved. That means he can't see past his nose. <laughs> because if you still have the same speech, then what did you get when you came into Christ? You didn't get anything because you didn't... You, the mouth will tell out of the heart, the abundance of your heart will tell you who you are, really. What you're saying every day reveals who you are and, what, and who you really are. You can't, you can tell me anything, but if I stay around you long enough, I'll find out who you really are or what you're saying out of your mouth. You see, whether it's life and death, whether it's uh, cursing or whether it's adultery or whether it's you murdering people with your tongues, tearing down people guys built up those kind of things, uh, blasphemy, uh, saying that Holy Spirit did something that he didn't do or denying he did something that he did do. See, the Pharisees got in trouble with God because they said he casting out these devils by the power of the devil. He said, listen, guys, all the sin that's going to be against my father is going to be forgiven. He said, if you sin against the son, it's going to be forgiven. But now that you done lied on the Holy Ghost, he said that you can't, there's no forgiveness for that. Because you, you, because what you said with your mouth was totally diametrically opposed to the person of Jesus. You know, one of the things that um, I'm finding that people do out of their mouths, and and I'm one that 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 I, I I listen. I really listen, and I listen attentively. I listen present. I don't listen with a preconceived. Uh, when when I find that I'm trying to listen with a preconceived notion. And it sometimes has happened with, with the, uh, my children, you know, spiritual and um, uh, uh, the biologicals, as I call them, is that I already know what they've done. And I ask them a question and I'm listening with what I already know. And I have to catch myself. And I have to say, you have to listen with a blank piece of paper. What? the things that hold on a minute you mean i can't have an evaluation and then have proper hearing you mean i gotta get i gotta bring a blank piece of paper to the table yeah bring a blank paper to to be able to hear yeah okay go ahead i didn't mean to interrupt you you know you um you actually turned me on to um kelly barner and People would get upset with him because he would tell them, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get uh, uh, revelation. And he says, put your Bibles down. 
See, I used to, I, I, well, I still do tell people, just, just do your studying at home. You don't need to sit up here and do no studying. Okay. If you're not going to, you, you, you listen to what's here It's taped. It's all of that kind of stuff. And then you go ahead and you can study this out at home, but you're supposed to, you know, here we are, we're gathered for you to receive this revelation. So anyway, what happens is how many people see this is really what religion is one of the one of one of the the strongholds of religion because people have done it so long is before you finish a scripture before you finish uh speaking it out of somebody else's mouth they're gonna finish it for you and you they do not understand don't even know what it is that the spirit of god wants to do with that scripture and so what happens is they say holy spirit i got this i already know and what they do is they reject the spirit of god that's coming that is that that is there that is being released by the revelation to go in and re and, and 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 free them from where it is that they are but you cannot you cannot hear from God or anything or anybody else with an already knowing attitude, with an already knowing mind, because it's full. And what happens to the physical part of the brain is instead of instead of our neuroplasticity expanding and making new roads, it's it, what happens is this: it keeps that old mind and it closes it up and zips it. So therefore you are stuck. You are stuck, stuck. Like Chuck and out of luck. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So in other words, what I'm hearing you say, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Cause he didn't have those sidetracks. He didn't have a problem with his heart. He didn't allow people to bring identity to him from an outside source. He walked in who he was. He walked in the identity of his father. So his speech was commensurate of the one he represented it. He didn't, he never misrepresented God with his speech. How many of us, including myself, being a man of God and you being a woman of God, have we misrepresented the one who sent us on this journey? Because we didn't check ourselves and we didn't come to the table, even when in counseling with a blank piece of paper, already heard that they were sleeping together, already heard that may have, they've been done something. So when we get them together, we already not, judge not them. Sleeping, not sleeping, not sleeping. Well, I know they're, they're exercising, but anyway. Exercising together. Yeah, yeah. exercising their sexual thing, what they were doing. But anyway, we judge them as being guilty without even hearing anything except what someone told us or what we preconceived. That's not called biblical counseling. No, that's not yeah therapy because see therapy is going to the root okay in the bible when it talked about when you you can uh, all of you scholars can look it up when it talks about jesus healed them it says he thereupon he was the thereupon the therapia and what that means is this that's the word for healing this is what i do i do there I, I do thereupon what it is is this he presented himself as the thereupon and he 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 did therapia, which means he released them from all of their bondages. And see, this is what we in the kingdom of God, because when you're in the kingdom of God, you're under the rule of God. You have no, you have given up all of your rights, your bodily rights, your mental rights, your, your financial rights, all of these things. And just as I'm 
I'm, uh, uh, we're just beginning to do this thing with, with business people, uh, kingdom business people. One of the things of it is, Apostle Cal, is this. Many people have finances, they have riches, they have prosperity, but very few people have kingdom wealth. They don't have kingdom prosperity. They do not have the kingdom of God prosperity, I'll say. Uh, they do not have the, the kingdom of God riches. So they can never walk into the kingdom of God's wealth. The reason for that is this. It, how, if you start out in the, in, the, in the natural, you're gonna end up in the natural. If you start out in the spirit, by having it so that you're having that plan that comes from God. We're in a place right now. I'm not moving from this place. It is uncomfortable for people to have to do uh, um, having the assembly in, in, in my house every Sunday and all different days and all of that kind of stuff. But we're going to be here until we get this plan, until we get the pattern, the pattern of Jesus for this area. You yeah, see, yeah, that's very this, important. yeah, this is the thing. This is the thing. We don't have the pattern of Jesus for the kingdom, prosperity, riches, and wealth. And so what happens is this. People keep dealing with it on this. So you do this way. You do this way. This book says this. This book says this. This book says this. Well, there's, there's this other book. That says the one that's in you, if because you're in me, and I'm in you, and 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 everything is okay in heaven. That's the reason that we're seated in Him in heavenly places. We ain't standing in Him, okay? Yes, right. And I'm in. What happens in here? What happens here should happen there because the same one that's in you. That you're in in heaven, you're in that that same spirit is in you in earth. So where's the pattern? That's bringing the pattern, and and it's all in here. But that's bringing that pattern into in into this place. And until we're willing to humble ourselves, humble ourselves, and seek His purpose, His mouth, His His thing by allowing Him to take us from glory to glory to glory, line upon line, precept upon precept in His Word, so that we can understand it as we grow from technons into as grow from technons into uh, weosses. Uh, uh, then, uh, then there will be the same thing going around that same old mountain over and over. But, but, but you know what's so interesting, Doctor Baker, uh, Apostle, on what you said is God doesn't give anything to the technon. But a promise. Now, the technon only receives the promise. The napios receives the promise. The pation and the paeses, those other sonship, they don't get the, only the wehas gets the answer to the promise, the fulfillment of the promise. And let me show you this here. When Jesus came to the earth, there was an issue. And so Father sent Jesus to the earth to solve an issue. Our blood was polluted. So what Jesus did, he came into the earth to bring a pure blood, a pure breed of people that he could show them to come into true riches. So we get these stories in the New Testament about the people that had an issue of blood and these people. Well, Christ was the answer. When God saw an issue in the earth, he sent the issue of Christ into the earth to solve the issues of man. And one of the plans of God was to bring the earth to a place of wealth 
and true riches so the kingdom of God could expand. But we begin to borrow from Nimrod and we begin to borrow from other wealthy men, Donald Trump's and people like that, and ask them, how did you get what you got? Well, that's not how we get what we got. We don't get it because a lot of those were bootleggers. A lot of them got their money dishonestly by building and whatever else, being capitalist and everything else. But the God, when he sent the issue of Christ in the earth to solve our issues, huh? that there's something in his mind of God that solves these problems if we'll do what you just suggested, that we take the time to seek God's mind about what we're doing so we can get heaven's plan to solve our financial issues. Because all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him there, amen. In him is the, where we find, I, I showed you the other day about what, where the love of money came from, evil, when Satan was thrown down out of heaven. He was a beautiful creature, had gold, diamonds, carbuncle, and all that. And he was thrown into the earth. And what happened when men fell, men began to crave the beauty of Satan, the diamonds, the, the gold. And they began to hunger for it. And they began to murder for it. They began to steal for it. They began to cheat for it. Because that was all what was in him. And it was perverted. And then God comes back and said, the love of evil. In other words, the love was in Satan's world is the root of all evil. When you love the world and the things that are in it and the riches that are in it, and you want to get it the world's way, it becomes a root of evil because you didn't wait on righteousness to find out how to get it in the right way. Are you hearing me, body of Christ? Are you hearing what we, are you hearing what God is saying? The root of, of evil is the love of money. That's the root of all evil because it comes, that lust for that came out of Satan. That's why when some men, when they get the wealth, the first thing they do is they buy something to show you what their faith got them. Look what my faith got me. Look at this, what I got. And look at this jet. And look at these things. And look at this 33,000 square foot house. And look at this runway that pulls up to my driveway. Look at this thing I got. And the problem with it, it didn't come out of heaven. It came from Kevin and his gang. It came from the world system. It didn't come from God and the things of God. And we're confused today on what true riches really look like. No, I, I'm sorry. I had to get that no, out. No, 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 no. That, that, that segues into what it is. You, you know, we had, a, we had a difficult time getting on this, this, this uh, restream today. And oh, we did. Yeah, it was a difficult time. And you said something. You said we must have, you, we better have something to say. You didn't you said you mean. I did threaten you. I did. That's, that's the way. That's the way baby brothers do. But that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. But what what you just said is really interesting because uh, when you look at things and you 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 when you look at it from from where it is that we're seated, when you look at it, and what that means is I'm at peace, righteousness, peace, and joy is operating in me because of where it is that I am. It, it's operational. It's not just words. Okay. And so when you look at things, you start to look at them from a different point of view. When you look at the things that uh, 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 people that have a, have a mass stuff in the earth, I won't say that are rich or wealthy or any of those things, because it all depends on where you're looking at it and how you're looking at it. Like Mr. Soros and Mr. Gates and, and all of this. And one is buying up all of this farmland. And the other one is, is financing all of these things for uh, uh, 
uh, for um, a separation, actually. But the whole thing of it is behind it. You say, Lord, what is really behind this? Well, if I buy up all the farmland, then what I can do is that I can designate who has food and who doesn't. I can designate what we what we, we we grow and what we don't. I can designate this. I can control it. Uh, the other one here it is. I mean, and it's 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 it happens all over. These are just two people that that came to me. Here it is. If I can separate and divide people, even though if I can teach them what it is that they shouldn't know, if I can teach them the ways of the adversary then I can control them because what I can do, even those that are supposed to be Christians, even those that are saying that they are kingdom citizens, because they will be dependent upon this because they've never learned to live from their position of righteousness. And they what they never learned to live from, not for, but from. From, from, yes. And so it's a lust of power. It's just like, I, I'll, I'll build a large edifice. I'll build this. I'll build this. I have all these people running. I got I got 900 million billion uh, 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 hits on my on 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 my uh, uh, whatever it is this this electrical stuff. I get all of this attention. I get all of these things. And you look and you say, okay, all that's imaginary stuff. Okay, all of it's imaginary. Okay, all those people don't like you. <laughs> First of all, everybody likes me. Everybody <laughs> loves me. They just don't know it. That's all. <laughs> be nice. And I'm saying that sometimes we brag about how many numbers of people following us and watching <laughs> us. And Pastor Mike, we got some. We were looking at some the other day. We we shut up after we saw how many actually actually watched us. <laughs> How many people only stayed on four seconds and how many we didn't have the following we thought we had. So this okay. stuff ain't real. It's not but, real. I know it's not real. It's imaginary stuff. But you see, here's the thing. The imaginary lust for power. And this, when people start quitting, well, he said the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. Well, you don't even understand what the wealth of the wicked is yet. And if you don't understand the wealth of the wicked, how how are you going to be able? Do you know what the wealth of the wicked is? And there's more wicked people in the so-called church than anything else. The wealth of the wicked is that one that refuses to realize who is Lord. The earth is the Lord's and everything so in the it. Wicked, the wicked not necessarily doesn't mean you're not born again. It could be a Christian that don't That's know what, what, to, do with, don't know what to do with their money. That's what? the wealth. That's the wealth. I the ideas and all of those things that they have, it will start in the church first. So the wicked in the church, the wicked that they, they got it together, the wicked in the church, the wicked that's holding on, the wicked that's, that, that, that thinks they're in control. He says the wealth of this wicked, the ideas and the, and, the, and the plans and the things that he had that he wanted to pour through them, that wealth of that wicked will be taken from that one and given to the one that will do something with it for the king's sake that will obey the king See, that's the parable that's the parable of the talents he said if you bury your talent i'll take what you had and give it to one who knew what to do with where i left them 
So that was and, the and, wicked servant. His stuff was given to the righteous. And the the the, 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 the thing is, here's the thing: in the burying of the in the burying of the ta- uh, 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 of, of the talents, is saying, "I refuse to share," because in order to I refuse in- to share. Well, yeah. So in, I, yeah. in order to in order to increase, you got the share. In order to increase, you can't increase by yourself. You cannot increase by yourself. My God in heaven. Corporate body. That's why when God said, uh, it is not good for man to be all one, so I have to take him and make him into two so he can become one again. That's right. That's what it says. That's right, because the two together are better than one. That's right. And you can get you can reproduce the purpose with the two. You can only talk about the purpose being the one. That's why he said it's not good that man be one. Because <laughs> talk about what I told him, but if I bring this other component, he'll be able to produce everything I talked about. That's right. Okay. So let's go back to let's go back to the tongue. Let's go back to let, 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 let's let, let's let's pull the Come tongue. So That's how do cool. we get? Uh, no, wait, 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 wait. So we're talking about true wealth. We're talking about the riches of heaven that are that have been stored up for the righteous. How does the, the average individual really wrap their mind around this? And where where is there a, a greater understanding can be revealed to the body of Christ today? What can we really help the average person that hasn't been taught? hasn't been in a place where the word of God is coming like this. We've just gone mainline. I call it the mainline church. Just Jesus on the mainline. All that kind of stuff that never did. It's not in line with the word of the Lord. He said, if you pray anything according to my will, amen. That means you have to pray in tongues. And people don't want to hear yeah. that because the Bible says when you pray in tongues, you pray the will of God. Anyway, you have I, mean, to I don't want to start now. We're talking about something else right now. Okay. You have to pray in tongues. Also, one of the things that you have to d- decide is that I will not. I will not. I will not to let this earthly mind rule me. Say that one more time. I will not. I will. That's let my. Just, let me just stop right now. Let me just stop right now. Father God, Dr. Apostle Baker and I agree right now that those who are listening, they're in the sound of our voices, Lord, that the spirit, spirit of the living God is moving now to help and arrest bad thinking, bad speaking, things that have caused us to be locked up in paradigms of, uh, 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 of lack and paradigms where there is no deliverance, Lord. We declare now by the spirit of the living God that there's a change taking place, a turnaround right now. In the midst of this conversation, God, that you're moving right now, that we will no longer be victims, we'll no longer have false expectations, we'll no longer speak ourselves into a box and be zipped up and can't get out, trapped by our own words, snared by the words of our own mouth, God. We'd speak deliverance right now so they can hear the rest of this message. I God, I declare them free right now. They got to hear In Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Now go ahead so they can hear you now. Okay. Number one is this. Human psychology and psychiatry 
has been it's 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 coming to the church and to those that are to be king that are to be kingdom citizens so what has happened is this we have taken on the mind of freud we have taken on the mind of the clinical psychology the clinical uh uh applications uh, we, we, we believe what James said. We, uh, I'm not talking about James in the Bible. We believe what all of these people have said. And yes, all of them. And so what happened is this. We exchange, as it says in the book of, uh, 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 as it says in the book of Romans, we've exchanged the mind that God has given us for this kind of a mind. Now, see, here is the thing. As I said in the very beginning, I have three degrees in psychology, but psychology has no degrees in me. Hear that. I have the understanding of it, but it does not have the understanding of me. It can't go to that depth because the way it is, it's a natural it's a natural thing, and the basis for it is, and the root of it came out of man's, out of man's pride, out of man's understanding of things. That's right. See, so therefore, and then people say, well, I'm a Christian psychologist. I'm a Christian therapist. I'm a Christian this. I don't understand that. See, I'm not. I'm not any of those things. I'm, a, I'm an apostle. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. I'm um, I, I'm a I'm a son, and I'm also a servant by choice. Okay, I'm, I'm here to serve the Word of God, who is God. Huh? Oh yes, the Word who is, and 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 the one that's on the inside of me, just like it was in the garden. He says, "I'm I I, I created for you a helpmaker, a helpmeet." Inside of me is a helpmeet. Inside of me is the one he says, I'm going to send it to you. He's your paraclete. Paraclete. Uh-huh. He is the one that's going to help you to see truth. But see, what happens is this, is that we come to this place where we believe that if we can ideologically understand things, then everything else should go into that. And it's a, such a mixture. It's so muddy, Apostle Cal. It is so muddy. And then when you bring it forth like this, you're called a heretic. Well, I, I mean, I've been called a whole lot of things, so it's it's whatever. But I know who I am. Well, some of it was true. Some of it was true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been called a whole bunch of stuff, too, and it was okay with me. Yeah, and that's why I tell people, okay, what, what do you want me to do with this? Is there a reason that you're reminding me of this? You know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. here's here's the deal, though. Until we choose to know who we are, and that's a choice. That's right. That's a that's choice. Right. That's right. Until you know who you are, you're not going to hear with this with the mind of God. You're not going to hear from heaven. You can read the scriptures. You can go ahead and you can quote. I got some people, some sons of mine that they can quote you, they can give you chapter verse, they can give you all kinds of things, but the depth is like this. 
And that and that's that is so poquito so you can hardly find it. Why is that? Because they're so steeped into the intellectual part and into the religious part of being able to quote it, but it never, you see, the word never becoming flesh. And the word became flesh. Word became flesh. When it becomes flesh in you, then you have to walk it out. You're walking it out. You're living it. And when so, you're and when you're walking it out, you're walking it out. So the flesh becomes the word. Yes. Yes. So that's your destination. Yes. Yes. The flesh became uh, the the word became the flesh, so that the, flesh, the flesh could become the word again. That's right. That's right. Come back into His image in God. That's right. That's why they. That's why the investment was made. And that's why the death, the death, the death of that idea, the death of that that plan, the death of this death and life are in the power of the tongue. Until we put to death those things, and those uh, my 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 uh, well, I believe this. Well, me and God believe this. Well, this is the way I see it. Until we put to death those things, until we put blind out the eyes, He says, if your eyes uh, are messing with you, pluck them out. If your ears uh, pluck it out, if your tongue pluck it out, whatever it is you got to pluck out, you pluck out, you kill it. And until we're willing to do that, then we're only going to hear. Well, we like to sword. We like to we we say iron sharpens iron, but basically we like to short sword fight intellectually as well. Yeah, see, I don't want to do that no more. I was talking with someone recently and they wanted to intellectualize and I and where I'm at is that I go always go back to the beginning that's why I'm studying the whole book of Genesis now and I'm getting a refresher on the end because he's alpha and the omega the beginning his intentions from the beginning have not changed he's actually alpha omega all at the same time you know and that's right he mm -hmm. has experienced the ending in the beginning all at once that's how big God is he was he was there when he started and he was there when it's finished. And what he's trying to encourage us to do is let the word be a lamp and a, and a light upon your footway so you can get to where you're one with him again. It's not necessarily a location because the spirit is everywhere at the same time. You don't have to go to heaven. Heaven has come to you. And we all trying to go somewhere when God is omniscient, omnipresent and all powerful. He has he exists in all realms of existence. Every dimension every realm every that you can think of god is there he said even hell i'm there heaven i'm there so when you talk about being with god he's with us now but we haven't been awakened and our and our spiritual man has not been quickened and our natural man won't give up the right to make all these decisions in a place he's never been before how are you gonna make decisions you've never been in christ before how are you going to think like God and you ain't spent no time with the God that's asked you to think like them and have his mind? How can you have, sir, you can't date God on the weekends. He has to be your all-time lover. That's right. We can't reproduce his speech. We can't reduce, we can't reproduce his, his, uh, his life in our lives. You know, as you were talking, the, 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 I, was, I was prompted to share something. When I had last year around this time, August 13th through the 20th, and then right after then, we had had, uh, I had gone through a whole lot of stuff. I had been in the hospital for a week and I knew 
that I would go, I, when I went in that hospital, when you called my daughter and told her to get her behind over here to get me to the hospital. I did. And, um, and, and she let me know that it wasn't no sweet. Would you please do this? You told her, get your butt over there right now to your mother's house. Any rate, I saw my life leaving. I saw this, this, my spirit leaving going out of my body. I, 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 and I was, they let it be known that I was just all kinds of great. Well, one of the things, one thing he told me, and then I'm going to say the thing that, that you have to have confidence. You see, you, you have to have confidence in the spirit of God, in the, in, in, in the apostles or in the prophets, in the people, in, the, in those of God that have rule in your life and that have, has permission. And I use that word rule for a purpose. I went into the hospital and he said to me, I want you to stay absent from the body. He says in, in my word, he says, remember, it says absent from the body is present with the Lord. Come on. I want you to stay. And he says, you use that as a death scripture, but I want you to take this scripture. I want you to take it and I want you to use it as life. He says, I want you to be absent from anything they say. No diagnosis do I want you to receive. Nothing do I want you to hear. I what? don't want you to agree with anything they say. Pay no attention to what it is that they say. Stay present with me. All right. Number one is this. I was a nurse before I was a doctor. So I have medical background. I have medical understanding. And uh, th those things, if, if I had listened to those things, then I would have started to look at those things in a way as to believing diagnoses. Okay. Come on, I, talk to us. Huh? I said, talk to us. Okay. I went in that hospital and uh, um, as soon as I got there, they um, when, when I when they came to pick me up in the ambulance, they could not find, here it was, my, my oxygen level was in the 70s. I, I was not really alive in the first place because your oxygen can't get that low. And they're, they're wondering why I'm breathing, how I'm still breathing. They put oxygen on me and they said, we're going to take you to the hospital. I said, they kept asking for information. I said, just stop it and get me out of here then. And, uh, and they, they got <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but you gave her those instructions. She got here. The ambulance was here and she said three minutes, three minutes. The ambulance was here. I was in and out. She didn't even, she was still in the garage. Didn't even know I was gone. I got there. They did whatever it was that they did. And the only thing I did is I listened to whether to say yes or no. I said nothing in between. Yes or no. I answered their questions, yes or no. They said, you, you, you possibly have this. And I said, no. Well, this is going on, no. Well, we want this to you, yes. That's all I could do. I went on that Tuesday or Wednesday. Here it was. Uh, I didn't realize that I had uh, uh, collapsed lungs and different stuff going on. So breathing was difficult. The woman told me what to do. She gave me this plastic thing and she said, I want you to breathe on this the following day or whatever it was. So I said, uh, okay. And it hurt. I mean, it hurt. I've never had anything to hurt that bad. But on that, something happened on that Wednesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. 
One of the ladies in our congregation, Sharon, who I'd known for about 20 some years, she died. She was went to the hospital and she died that morning. And um, another one was sick and coming into the hospital. All of this stuff around me. And I kept remembering absent from the body, present with the Lord. Okay. The nurse said to me, he says, I'm not betting. And then he said, well, what I mean is I'm not a betting person. But if I were to bet, I would bet that you're going to turn the corner. I said, no, I'm not going to just turn the corner. I'm out of here on Friday. He says, well, you won't be out of here on Friday. I said, I will be out of here on Friday. Friday before five o'clock, I knew I had to be out of that hospital or I would not have ever come out except uh, uh, to go to the mortuary and you, you and 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 uh, um, you and Andrew and all y'all have been crying, Lanzine and everything like that. You I wasn't gonna cry. I know you. Where you going? I wasn't yeah, gonna cry. I know you were, but you was gonna cry anyway. And, <laughs> and anyway, so 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 okay. I'm almost getting to the good part. So on that Friday, I had to be out of the hospital by five o'clock. Well, the girl that was gonna come get me, Crystal, one of my kids. Uh, she was running late. I told the lady, I said, I got to get out of this building. She says, well, uh, it's hot out there. And because it was it was close to five o'clock. I said, I have to get out of this building. I cannot be in this hospital at five o'clock. So she rolls me outside. Crystal comes up late. I get home. Here's the part I want to get you people to. They have they put they said I have to go home with the oxygen. I said, OK. I get home. They got oxygen in my living room, oxygen in my bedroom, oxygen in my hallway. And I'm looking at all of this oxygen. And I said, this is a mess. This is a mess. It, it, it's clutter here. I don't like it. Get it. Move it. And she says, Mom, it has to. I said, no, it don't have to be. I don't want to see it. That was that Friday. We had a, uh, a, a council meeting that Thursday. So I wore the oxygen that Friday. I came upstairs and, and got into bed, didn't get didn't go downstairs or anything. I wore the oxygen that that Friday, that Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Thursday morning, people of God, let me tell you what happened. We were on the uh, uh, the Zoom, the council Zoom. And what happened was somebody asked something uh, of me. They said, we have Apostle Baker here today. She's back and did it to that. And so I was going to push the button. Now, here's really interesting. Here I am laying in bed. I'm, I'm in bed. No wig on. No makeup. No. no I've never seen you without your wig. I went into shock for a few minutes, but I, I, but I was okay. This oxygen thing up my nose. I, I pushed the wrong button. Here it is. I'm thinking I'm pushing the the uh, uh, button, and I pushed the the, the 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 thing to let you see the face, honey. Yes, you did. And and then I, I I was able to push it back on and do the thing, and I said, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And 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 my brother, my brother. I only have one brother in this earth. One brother. My brother, Apostle Calvin. He got. Well, I'm not going to ask you to excuse my word because it's in the Bible. He got pissed. He got angry. And he said, wait a minute. He says, do you remember when you were driving down that hill from Santa Cruz 
and you had what they said was a heart attack and a stroke. Do you remember? I said, yes, sir. He said, do you remember when I prayed, when God had me to pray, and what happened by the time you got to the hospital and they did all their tests, you were fine. And do you remember? He gave me two remembrances. And he says, now, right now, I speak to your body. I speak to you. And that oxygen will come out. I snatched that thing out of my nose right then. Never had it again. Yeah. He said, listen to me. What did I say that God told me in the very beginning? Absent from the body. What? Had enough oxygen here in my house. They told me you'll probably be, we got enough for you to have for a month and then it'll probably be okay. Here it is, that oxygen was there. And then that's next day I said, Crystal, call them people and tell them to come get this oxygen. Come and get it. Well, you need to keep it. For, I do not need to keep it. I will never put it back in my nose. God says, absent from the body, present with the Lord. The Lord spoke through Apostle Cal. He spoke through him. And because I had heard, now listen to me, because I had heard the voice of God through those lips before, and I know his life, I know his wife's life, I know his family, I know, but I know him and I know his wife and I know the oneness of this, 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 this. And, and I heard the voice of God and faith because it was the faith of God. I did not have the faith to pull that out. If I had, I would have pulled it out before. I did not have the faith, but that faith, because my ears were open to hear. What? Did you not? I mean, I, I the A, I mean, the, he was, oh no, it was one of those things. It was a demand. It was a command. I got that day and never put it back in again. Death in life. The mind of Christ. Death in life. Voice of Christ. They are in the power of the tongue. In the power of the tongue. You got to hear, I think seven times in the book of Revelations, the first three chapters, the Bible says, church, ecclesia here. Talk to individuals what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Some people appraise people by their wealth or their notoriety or their persona or anointings. But I've learned to hear the spirit of the Lord in people. And that's why I'm still here. I've heard, I've been able to hear God by the spirit now, even in difficult stormy weather and times of danger and times of trouble, even tribulation in my own thinking. I, Cause I was disappointed in some individual or some situation that I look capture my mind for a moment. Till I got it back. Uh, and then went back into Adam in the emotional realm again, rather than stay in the, in Christ and get the victory over those areas where where I was weakened by the whatever came my way. And I'm learning. And I remember that. Uh, man, that was that was powerful uh, to see you. And I mean, you put that oxygen away immediately. And that's what I'm talking about, because you believe you were a believer. Yes. Yeah. Our time. Mm -hmm. Look, we've been we've been on an hour and okay. uh, hour <laughs> and uh, we can go further if you like. I'm no, not I think we've done what we're to do. But I, I, the point I wanted to make is that we are responsible people uh, to discipline our, 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 our uh, be careful with our tongue. 
it's a small member that can set the whole world on fire. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's a rudder like a ship. It can direct and turn our lives uh, into tragedy or into uh, the destiny that God has designed for us to walk in. It depends on what we're saying about, I'm pretty uh, on myself about right saying and right believing. I, I called a dear friend of mine and she reminded me that I reminded her about reconciling with an old friend. And she reminded me, you told me to reconcile with an old friend. Now you go do what you told me. I needed her. <laughs> and uh, it's so important that we can, even though there may be breaches in relationship, do you know that a word, how you doing? I missed you. How you, those, those are the words that all of us, the Bible says, have the gift of exhortation, comfort, and edification. We can comfort mm -hmm. one another. Mm -hmm. that, let's choose life today, Dr. Baker. I appreciate you. Thank I know you. that people heard uh, what the Spirit of the Lord was saying uh, through you today. Uh, I, I pray that no one was able to resist the intelligence of Holy Spirit. That they, and even though some of the things we said were difficult because they haven't been said in that particular light, they haven't been said under that type of understanding. Uh, we've been religiously hearing things and we set ourselves on religious stones and we made monuments out of things that aren't really accurately being given to us. And, but today, I believe the spirit of truth had his way. I believe follow ground has been plowed. I believe Holy Spirit has new hearts. They can come in and visit and bring a greater truth to the people of God. And so I love you. I love you, my dear sister, with all my heart. I'm glad you're my in my life. Uh, I've sent my broken kids to you and you fixed them. <laughs> Matter of fact, one of the children I sent to you is now an ordained minister in our church. Yeah, my baby. But when he called me, he said, I need somebody to talk to. He was hard to deal with, too, when I sent it to you. <laughs> For 37 years, I tried to, uh, I loved him. I, I love him dearly, but I always loved him. But he was difficult because he was angry. But man, what a wonderful human being, uh, what a wonderful Christian, what a prayer warrior he is, what a man of the word he is, what an example of discipleship that he's coming. But he wasn't that way until I sent him to your, to you. Oh, and, 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 and then his wife came and then uh, she wasn't his wife then, but then they came and they got, you see, the, I send broken things to you. Crazy. I send members as well. And, and I sent a family that had no money. They were dysfunction at the junction. And you said, well, that's okay. Uh, I, I'll see them anyway. And you, you brought them in and you helped them make some real good decisions. And now they, they are living in the decisions that you helped them make. And they're doing good. I appreciate you. Uh, and uh, I can't wait for our, our conference together in August in Sacramento uh, under the leadership of Apostle Eddie. I can't wait because Diane's excited. Apostle Diane's excited. And Sacramento is going crazy right now, and we've been praying. And Andrew had a burden on, on prayer mountain boy about uh, what we're doing in Sacramento. I mean, it was powerful prayers been going forth, and I, I just want to spend some time with you. That's the reason why I'm excited. But thank you, Pastor oh. Baker. And uh, right now we're going to go ahead, and I'm going to hit the gavel uh, as one of the uh, convening apostles in the Northern California area. Uh, I'm going to bring this meeting to a close. This meeting is now adjourned, and I'll now see you guys at another time. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Apostle. Thank you, ma'am. Love you. Go off live. <laughs> you still alive?
I know. 